to the Superior Power in Black America show. Thank you all for joining in on this evening. It's uh, Thursday. We're in Texas, if anyone uh, needs to know, and it is a beautiful day. And so we thank you again for joining the uh, Superior Power in Black America show uh, with host Darrell D. and Miss Monique. Hey! <laughs> I'm very excited about uh, Miss Monique as she is continuing her program towards her new career. Uh, guess what? We got a special guest today. Miss Monique is going to be with us tonight again uh, because sometimes she's not. Like last week, she was in school. This week, she's here. Uh, she's in her rightful place, sitting right next to me as my co-pilot. So I'm I'm very excited about that. But understand something about uh, what Monique is about to do. Uh, she's going to be a great advocate for her special needs kids. Uh, Monique has the insight. She's got the um, she's got the drive, and she's got the passion, the compassion for these kids. Can somebody, so, can somebody tell? Just hold on for a second. And so, with me understanding who she is, I know that this career is going to go really far for her. Uh, the problem is, she's very excited about getting in, and she's subject to taking anything. Look, I'm looking for a job. Do y'all know anybody in the Austin area with Austin ISD? I'm just kidding. I got to keep her focused, man. <laughs> you know, she's going for a certain level, and they're trying to offer her positions way below that level. We're not taking it. We're moving forward. But so I just want what? you to know it, it, that it, we are excited it's, about it's her not, It's not that. It's not that. It's just the fact that, you know, they, they're hiring big time. So I just got to get in where I fit in. My children will find me. You know, I was amazed that a black woman offered me a position less than what she knew I was worth. Wait uh, Not even... 30 minutes ago, but it's okay. It's all right. I'm going to keep it moving. Um, you know, I'm, I'm in the in the uh, running for some really good positions. Yeah, we're not what taking I understand, less. So I'm just waiting on the response from those people. Okay, so now let me y'all finish. Let me it. finish. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Let babe. me finish. I'm excited about my own career. Okay. So to all our listeners, we invite everyone to call in and be a part of our hot topics and conversations. You're invited, you're welcome to call in on the number 347-989-0180. Again, be our guest and call 347-989-0180. Press 1 to talk. If you want to add your voice, you will press the number 1 key, and that puts you into the queue. And so you can then discuss any topic, not any topic, you want to stay on topic, but you can verse your opinion. About what we're talking about. Uh, so, so can I do the introduction? Well, okay, give me a minute. Huh. We all have differences of opinions. Here's a place where you can express yours. All that we ask is that you stay on topic and be respectful. Our broadcast times are 7 to 8 p.m. Central, and on, thir- uh, on Thursday nights, every Thursday night, and 8 to 9 Eastern. And so we do have two different time zones. We do want everyone to know that it is 8 to 9 on the East Coast, but uh, here in Texas, it will be 7 to 8. So mark your calendar so that you can become a part of this dynamic broadcast. Tune in and listen. So uh, we also want to give thanks to Queen Mother for Real Radio Productions. The late Ia Iwofalola is the founder, and we continue to thank her for allowing us this platform to share with you. The production is now operated by Imani Dawson. Big up to Imani. And, of course, my very favorite, my good friend, Kenneth Jones. Friend, business partner, so That's right. We are very excited about the endless opportunities that we see in our future together, and we want to thank both of them. Great things happen when great minds converge. I'd like to, I like to uh, copy out that. Great things happen when great minds converge. We want 10 million people to come together with great minds. But you know what? We we have a special guest tonight. You can unmute for a second. Yeah, we do. We do. Uh, Miss Freeman, are you on the phone? Miss Freeman. Yes, I'm here. I'm here. Hi, how are you? Hello. Hi, I'm great. How are you guys today? Oh, fine. We got some juicy stuff for you. Well, uh, wait a minute. Do you do you have someone next to you? Yes, I actually have my little mini me, my daughter here. Would you guys like to speak with her? Say hi, uh, your daughter, yes. And do you also have a sister there with you? Yes. Wait, wait, wait. Okay. Hello, Kaden. This 
Hey, hey, you all, everyone who's listening, you're listening to my granddaughter, who is now 21, and my great-granddaughter, who is two, is that right, baby, going on three? Going on 23. Going on 23. And then we also have another granddaughter whose birthday is today, and I'd like to acknowledge her as here. All right, we're going to bring her on the phone in just one second. Key? Oh. We gotta do this, guys. Happy birthday to you. Say hi. Hi. Happy birthday. No, wait, 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 wait. Hold on. This is my other love, right? Uh, For everybody who's listening out there, uh, this is my second granddaughter. She made 15 today. Can you believe that? No, I can't. 15 years old. Now, now let me ask you this. What do you think happens at 15 years old? Think back. Remember your days. But don't comment. Okay, now, Kizanae, are you having a happy birthday? Yes, I am having a great birthday. And it makes it tops it off that you're on the radio, right? Yes, it does. This is, like, so new and cool. <laughs> All right, so I just want to say to you from your granddaddy and from your uh, grandma Nikki, I just want to say to you, happy birthday, baby. And Aaron said, happy birthday as well. Tell her, tell her. Happy birthday. So so we do also have, now, Kenneth Jones is one of my uh, favorite uh, people. He has a radio show of his own, so we always go back and forth. Kenneth, he always comments about me having my family on the radio. And he doesn't realize I got a big family. <laughs> so these are those folks. All right, go ahead, Monique. Okay. So, Keys are you going to hang out with Ray and I? No, she's gone. Okay, well, I just want to tell everybody the foundation of this show is based on the book, The Superior Power in Black America, written by my baby, Daryl D. Freeman. There are three major points that this book discusses. They are self-help and self-sufficiency. The fact that the black community has the ability to eliminate resources such as food stamps, general assistance, and government handouts. We don't need those, y'all. That's right. That's we right. We generate $1.1 trillion in spending. There's no way in this world we need any type of handout. $1.1 trillion. Yeah. And so I go on to say that this book also discusses the need for unity, self-love, and pride. Hold on. Black culture. In our black culture, yeah. What I mean by that is we have to study history in order to draw from the power in our heritage. For all my listeners, the blacks ruled the earth in our history. This was the beginning. Uh, Also gaining knowledge of the importance of what our productivity and spending contributes to our economy. The only way of controlling our wealth is by becoming informed of how we spend and where we spend. Our wealth must benefit us. This book has also developed into a movement called T-SPEBA. That means the superior power in black America. That is our acronym where black people can join and build wealth and unity. I had a really good idea when I called it SPEBA, didn't I? So. <clears throat> Monique is going to talk about our first topic. Monique, I want to lead you into our first topic. The first, first topic is uh, RNC, Republican National Conference. Before I do that, I have to tell you guys, you know I got to do my little rebuttal. Ray, you there? I got yeah. my rebuttal. I have to tell you I was watching the first lady, and you know she's real. She's so real. She was uh, She was. She was in the car karaoke with uh, the, the the late night show host uh-huh. and Missy Elliott doing <clears throat> Get Your Freak On. Yeah. You remember that song, Ray? You remember that song, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. And, 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 and you know what? Yeah, messy, <laughs> and, and you know what? That woman knew all the words. I mean, it, it's like really, I don't even know the words of that song, but she knew it. Anyway, I just want to give the first lady big up on Get Your Freak On. Girl, you go. All right. So the RNC is by far, you know, that's the Republican National Conference Convention. That's what's going on right that's, now. That's the mess you see on TV, y'all. That's, that's, the, that's the clown. I, I that's got, the clown act. I got to take it off. 
that either one of the mm, wait I, I, I lied I feel like if Donald Trump gets you know wins the election I feel like it will be just all downhill for you know um, people of different you know race other than other other than white people basically um, I feel as though if Hillary Clinton becomes let me stop you um, right there for a second oh, wait, why now elaborate why you feel that way it's it's not out of the blue. Why do you feel that way, Ray? Well, just because of some of the things, um, what 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 he's about. Um, he's supported by the KKK. I mean, he's he's a he's a he's a real life racist. I feel like him and his wife are kind of a joke, and I feel like you know they they're doing all of this stuff, you know, all this all the stuff the wrong way on purpose, and we still have people that are rooting for him because he just. I feel like for the strong purpose that he's against certain races and putting people back across the borders and building walls and doing, taking away, you know, healthcare and whatever, whatever, you know, whatever. I feel like he's not for, you know, for minority. He's for Caucasian people, of course. And he says, make America great again. And I, I feel as though that's when, you know, back when we were slaves, I feel like the white man felt like that's when America was great. And I feel like people that, you know, have those same views as him, you know, they support him no matter what other dumb thing that he has to say or, you know, how foolish he looks, they're going to support him because he's for making America great again in their eyes. When it, was, when it was great for only one people, America mm-hmm. great again means back in the 40s, back in the 50s, when black people didn't handle rights, when women didn't handle rights, when Hispanics weren't even thought about. Okay, so that is when America was great for the Caucasian. It has never, ever, 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 ever been great for everybody. And so when you talk about uh, America being great again, you're talking about a certain era in time, and that time was a disaster for everybody else. Now, we did promote white privilege and, you know, white supremacy and all that stuff. It promoted it through fear and 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 hate. Well, you know what? And I'm gonna tell you something. One of the main things, and this is just my opinion, but you know that's what this show is about. I love you, Ray. You are on point, though, baby. Go ahead, baby. I'm sorry. For that. You know what? What 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 amazes me is I'm looking at the signs at the RNC, mm-hmm. and and I'm looking at these. People. 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 Americans. These, these Americans. Yes, we that are all Americans. Right. That use the Bible. Mm-hmm. And scripture to promote their atrocities. But guess I what? mean, no, no, let me talk. Okay. They they want to promote their atrocities and their ignorance with the Bible. Mm-hmm. You know, from the beginning. From, but but you know from what? From the beginning of slavery. Wait, hold on. They use the Bible. And, and I'm gonna tell you for those that don't know about mm-hmm. the beginning of slavery, one of the prime examples that I always discuss on this show, the most perturbing. The most. If that's a word. The, okay. <laughs> the, 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 the doggone thing that the. To make you angry the, the most. The theme of this movie that made me angry the, the most. In 12 Years a Slave is when this educated black man knew the, the Bible, the verses of the Bible. He's the person that was on this plantation, wasn't supposed to be there. He was there with a lot of edu- uneducated black slaves. And the, 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 the owner of the slaves was. They're preaching or teaching about why it's to better black people to be beat about down. why it's better to be beat by the master. Yeah. And and they were listening And it's to in the him. Bible. And and he was mm-hmm. acting as if this, okay, you know what? That made me angry. Yeah. So when I saw those signs at the RNC, I said, you know what? this is pissing me off because they are delusional. Delusional. The fact that they're using the word of God against People against his people. We're the original man. You using the word of the Lord against his own people? We're not stupid. We're not slaves anymore. We don't go around talking about yes, sir, master. We're educated. We read. We know more than you do because you're ignorant. Now, hold, hold on, baby. Whoa. Sorry, hey, mama. excuse me, uh, y'all. <laughs> this is a recording. <laughs> My, hey. my wife has lost it. Internet show, internet show. Let me tell with the you. Program. Let me tell you, freedom of speech. Daryl Freeman. You are protected by. My, I am protected, and my husband. The, the views of my my opinions are not based on 
the views of this show, whatever. But what I'm going to say is it pisses me off to hear and watch these people say things, and I'm going to just say it because I can curse on the Internet. You're not going to blow smoke up my ass and tell me, piss and call it rain, and, and, and tell me that it's all good. And, and, that and what we actually see and feel is not true. And, and it's not true. It is true. You're not going to do it. And you've been doing this to us for years. You're not going to do it. But, look, I want to say something to everybody that's listening. In world history, black, Rule the earth. Now, every nationality knows that, except for African Americans. They know. Well, okay, they wait. Know well, let me finish. Truth. Don't, don't, don't interrupt. Let me finish. Europe, Britain, Asia, all these other countries—they already know, That's right. and they have already lined up. If you look at Britain, you will see that they try to keep their foot on the black man's head. The racism is. It's blatant in Britain and in other areas on the earth. And it is because of the truth that if blacks took control of the earth again, no one else would get it back. Okay, let me let me tell you how ignorant these people are. Okay, Eric Trump, Donald Trump's wife, made a statement at the RNC. He said Melania is way smarter than Michelle Obama. <laughs> She's totally intelligent. Anyone can go to law school, but being a model takes a lot of brains. Oh, she had to rely on her smarts to get to so successful. You see how stupid that sounds. You see what a—that's a, a flip flop. Wow. That is a flip flop. That is that is untrue, and it's a flip flop. So you don't use your true. body. Listen, you don't use your body to uh, to uh, to promote yourself and then think it's intelligent. Anybody can sell, but but no. How many people can be a Harvard graduate? That is the that is the most nonsense. Donald Trump's presidency is just as blatant nonsense as that statement that he just wrote. Uh, are you still with me, Ray? Yes, I also wanted to comment on that. Did you guys hear her when she, you know, had did her speech and how um, it was very similar to Michelle Obama's speech? It was plagiarized. Yeah. Yeah. Period. Go ahead. Yeah, and I, I, it just amazes me because, again, as I said, I feel like they're, they're doing all this stuff wrong on purpose. Like, it's just, it's, just, it's kind of like they're rubbing it in our faces. Like, it's just, it's a big joke. And people You know why they call me a radical? You know why they call me a radical, Ray? Why? Because I saw this a long time ago. I've seen it because I did some studying earlier in my life. I've seen all of this, be- not before, but I've seen it coming. And so I already know that the whole thing is create a scenario and then blame the victim. That keeps the focus off of them, and it also allows them con- to continue to create atrocities against other people because they can use the same tactic to every nationality. Create a scenario and then blame the nationality for the circumstances that they face. Now, that is a trick of the enemy. It is simple as that. And they are—they know they are masters of that deceit. You know, it, it's so funny because let me let me just tell you all this. It sounds like as, you're racist. Now, check this out. As we go further into this campaign, people come out. The racists come out. Mm-hmm. What, what got me was Governor Rahner in Illinois has just stated or has been said to have stated because these emails have been redacted in the city of Chicago. Mm. But he's saying that the teachers that teach in Chicago public schools are illiterate and the principals are just as uneducated. Now, we have found that the level of education in Chicago is not that of Texas. We have already but, but witnessed I'm gonna tell, that I'm going to tell you something. One thing about being a teacher in any certification program with the federal government, you have to be deemed highly educated. Well, and that's what I'm going through now. They don't just give you a certification. Not, not here in, in Texas, any, they don't. Not in any state because the federal government is, is over that now. But you have to be able to. You have to be competent. You have to be competent. And the thing about it is, 
I take offense to that because my grandmother was a Chicago public school teacher for 30 years and highly educated and highly qualified. But here is someone else saying that the quality of the education education does not prepare the the young folks for their future. That's valid. What's the percentage of black teachers in Chicago? I mean, that's that's, that's the reason you know that. No, it is. And it's just like with me, guys. I'm going to tell you. What do you think? Go ahead, Ray. Go ahead. What do you think, Ray? Well, you know, um, I believe that, you know, you probably do have to be, you know, you know, qualified to be, you have to, you have to be, I believe you have to be, you know, smart to be a teacher or whatever the case may be, but I feel like a lot of, a lot of teachers, um, a lot of principals, they just don't, they don't, they don't, they don't care or they don't take their job as serious because I feel like most Chicago children who are in school or in high school are not prepared for, for, for their future. So it's some, to some degree, I, I agree with that. And the principals, they can pass the test as highly qualified, but like you said, they don't care. So well, so they, they get they get they get into the wait wait they get into the schools to make the money. They pass the test because we have to go through all that. But when they get to the classroom, they don't give a damn. Honey, the and that's what Ray card, and that's what Ray is saying. But so if you don't card, care, if you don't care, the report card is going to show that you don't care. The report card for a teacher in order for her to have a good report, is that she's got to influence her children and be able to impart in them some type of education that will further them in life. Now, mm-hmm. now that is the premise, teacher. Yes. If they do not do that or if they do not care, they are poor teachers, and you could consider them uneducated and ignorant. Yeah, yeah, I, I can see that, but at, at, at this rate, what he does is he, does, he wants to break down the unions and... And then that's what I was getting to. It's not just with the teachers; it's with other, other union affiliated uh, people. You know, people that are in the railroad, railroad union, people that are in the construction union. I met a guy yesterday that was bringing his daughter in uh, from New York, and I said, he said, yeah, she's here now. She's doing good and everything. I'm trying to get her to come back to New York. I said, why? Why won't you just move out here? And he said, because I have a union job. I've been on my job for 30 years. Okay, so they he said, He said, I have a union job. He said, there's no union here. There's nothing to protect me. And and this was an Italian dude. So, Ray, I'm going to give you the last word on the first topic. What do you think? What's your what's your closing comments on it? Well, um, I just hope that all goes well for, for you know, the people that have union jobs. I mean, um well, you know, I work at Menard, so I see a lot of, you know, a, a, a lot of railroad, Congrats. you know, workers come through. Yeah, so that's just it's absurd. It's crazy. So, okay, now, Monique, I want to lead you into our second topic. Our second topic is teach people uh, for all my listeners. This let's we're gonna do a little bit of commercial. We're gonna get some work done here. This program stemmed from the book that I wrote called The Superior Power in Black America. It is a it has developed into a movement called T Spiva. Now, let me tell you, we we are my husband is the CEO and I'm the vice president. Now, of course, as as uh Mr. Kenneth has stated that we have our family and everything. It is a family thing. Let me let me just ask, and Kenneth Jones, are you on the on the line with us? He is. But yes, he's I am. <laughs> All right, yes, Kenneth. I'm sorry, man. I have neglected you, my brother. I, I do want to give you a uh, just a comment. Are, are you there, Ken? Yeah, I'm here. Okay, I want to give you I want to give you a chance to comment on that that our first topic, man. It's got to be brief, but tell me what you're thinking. It's a clown show. I, I wrote a piece about that already, and um, in my weekly blog, and uh, about the uh, convention. I mean, they are stating some it's a really covert. Ra- I mean, this country is already under racial tension. And they just added fuel to the fire. So therefore, um, I just don't know if 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 Trump, because you know what, 
We have no it. We deserve Trump to be president. Maybe we awake. I up. agree with that. Yeah. yeah so um, Hillary, I, I mean, we'll see in Philly. We'll see in Philly. You know how the Democrats come out. But uh, I'm watching this this clown or, or, or clown show while I'm listening to you. You know, but um, I like. <laughs> it was funny what Ted Cruz did last. Night. I thought it was very funny. Yeah. You know, uh, well, uh, Ted Cruz did what Ted Cruz's Cruz does, you know. So uh, that wasn't funny, but that was him, you know. Uh, I so I, you know, again, I'm as far as I'm concerned, Hillary Clinton or uh, Donald Trump is gonna can't do anything for black people because it's. We are too segregated of a group, and they they don't have that interest in what we're doing. And so this topic today, the reason why I bring it up is because I want to drive home the point that if anything is going to happen for black people, we have to create that change. I agree. I'm going to tell you what this brother told me on Tuesday night. He said, this is the right time. The time is now. We have the momentum, and we should do it economically, socially, politically, culturally, and educationally. We should hit, I mean, like, hey, whatever the methodology and ideology you want to do, this is the right time to do it because everything's at this right. So, Ray, what do you think? You, you were going to say something about that? Yeah, I was just going to say that, that I absolutely agree, 110. I absolutely agree. You know, I want to ask your granddaughter something. I want to ask your granddaughter All right, go for it, kid. How, how do most of your friends, your age range, feel about what's going on in our cities today, like in Baton Rouge, Minnesota, the 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 level of violence. I know you, you want to talk about the uh, Republican Party, but I just want to get get a young person point. Everybody I'm talking to is like forty and over. I really want to get somebody from the millennials. You know, how do you feel okay. about that, Desiree? Well, my friends, my friends feel we have very you know very similar opinions as far as um is getting out of hand and to be honest black people um we're not making it any better for ourselves it's a way to go about things but my peers people my age you know i feel like they 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 they're, everybody is angry everyone is in uproar and everyone feels like they're going to do this and even you know like um i feel like everybody just is reacting out of anger. Nobody's thinking rationally, especially um, my peers, people that you know, people in my age range. I feel like they, 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 they actually don't really understand, and they don't know. They just see a situation and they react. You know, it's so much more. I feel, I feel as though it's, it's, a, it's an unseen war going on, and they don't understand. They don't really like. They don't. Most people my age don't really look into things in depth. They just see something, understand that everyone else is angry, understand that they're angry, and just go react. You know what I mean? I feel like everyone is yeah. kind of making it easier to – they're making it easier to knock us out one by one, period. That's just how I feel. But my friends, me and my friends, we know, you know, we, we understand what's going on and we, we know what to do, what not to do. And, you know, it's just, it's just ridiculous. It's, just, it's, it's crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy. Like, you know, even one one time, you know, on social media, I seen a video of this man getting pulled over by a police officer. The police officer was actually he was the man was recording. The police officer was was really calm with him, and he was cursing and swearing and telling the police officer f him and he a pig and he a the b word and what he's gonna do and what he's not gonna do. And my thing is this, like. Like you're you're doing all of that for for what you know what I mean? You're provoking this man. Mm-hmm. Like I, I just right I like right. I you're creating a situation, yeah. But 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 understand, Ray, what you're looking at. And and Ken, I don't want to over overstep my bounds with you, man. But I do want to respond to my I'm granddaughter. Out. I'm out. Ray, I, 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 you I'm are you. 
you hear, you see the result of Quan's daddy. Now, Quan is a young man who, uh, back in the day, uh, was shot. Quan's father is a young man who's back in the day got shot uh, just trying to survive, and it was a gang war. Well, what you see, Ray, is the anger from the history of these young boys' fathers either being locked up or incarcerated or or killed. The mothers having to deal with all the issues of being a single mom and dealing with every issue involved in that, whether it's trying to keep their sons out of jail and their daughters off the street, is all on the moms. And so you are feeling, seeing the anger of these young younger generations, and it is dangerous, but it is understandable needed. that that they no, it's not needed. The way that people re- reacting, because at the end of the day, it's going to be it's going to be a worse reaction, and it's just going to continue into the cycle of bloodshed for African Americans, especially the youth, because it's going to be easy. It's going to be easy. They, they already. They already didn't have, you know, you know, a real reason at first. But now, when they, you know, when we jump or anything, you know, have attitude, yeah. anything, kind of flinch at them, anything, they're gonna, they're gonna feel like that that and was justified. That is and true. That what? is that is true. However, we didn't have a conversation until something happened to those police officers. It was always pushed under the rug. No, even with the videos, they were trying to justify why this is happening. But now that they feel the same pain, we have a conversation. Here's my here's my argument. It is that uh, the young men are misguided. They don't have the they don't have their purposeful guidance in in front of them, and so they're doing things out of being, you know, angry instead of out of using that uh that that energy for something different you know if it was guided it could be put somewhere else so that's what i that's what i mean when i say it's needed that passion is needed but it has to be guided yeah i agree, I agree. we can't walk around man i'm not and see for me it's a problem because I can't get pulled over and then the police officer expects me to get out of my car, kneel down on the ground, put my hands behind my back, and drop my head. He I, he can't expect me to do that. So it's a, it is a problem. If that's, what, if that's how you're coming to me and that's what that's what you want me to do, there's a problem with that. I, I will have to live free or die fighting for my freedom, mm-hmm. you know, and that is the mentality of our young men. Again, it is a powerful, passionate uh, energy, but it has to be uh, spearheaded. It has to be organized. That or, that energy is definitely needed in my in my mind. Hmm. I feel like, you know, I feel, I feel, I understand where you, you know, you're going, you're coming from, and I do believe, you know, it, it does need to be guided. I just feel like that being angry, us as black people, people, period, you know, it's, it's not rational. It's not, we don't, you know, it, it doesn't. It just, I just feel it's, it's just gonna get worse. It's gonna be worse. And you're right. A conversation was not had until those police officers were, you know, killed. Sandra, we ain't heard nothing about Sandra Bland. Why did you pull over Sandra Bland? And why is she dead? Because she went and spent one night in your jail. Can I say something? How is that possible? Would it be possible for me to say something? Yes, me love. Okay, I understand what everybody's saying, and I'm not an advocate for the police officers or nobody else. I was watching a video with my husband today, and I will tell you this. There is protocol in life. No matter what color you are, there's protocol. Now, there's some animals, but there's protocol. When you're talking to an officer, just like when you're talking to a judge, when you go in the courtroom, you can't just say what you want to say. You can't just say what you want to say. Exactly. You know, that's what, that's what I was saying about in the video, you know. That's what I was saying. I agree with you. Jaden, we're on the radio. Go ahead, Ray. 
So what I was saying is with Sandra Bland. You know, when, when not I, just Sandra Bland, but go ahead. When I see these people on the on you know on their videos, and I see Sandra Bland, okay. You state your truth. You tell them that you are aware of your rights. You let them know that you're not an ignorant black person that's just driving through the neighborhood and they pick the wrong one. And you stay calm. And then you stay calm, but you don't start badgering. And 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 fighting and and, and getting getting loud and getting huffy. Your and, demeanor can take you down. That is true. Go ahead. You do that to me. What I'm saying is, yeah, I feel the same way. But what I what I'm saying is, when it comes when it comes down to it, you know, keep your cool. No, you don't have to go to the left. Yeah, you're recording it on uh, on uh, Facebook Live. But just like the young lady that was sitting next to her guy when he got shot, you didn't see her hollering. You didn't see her screaming. You didn't see none of that because the damage had been done. And it didn't save his life. And it did, it did not save his life. Her comments way. did not save his life. But the fact that she recorded it could help, and it did help. Maybe. Maybe. We don't know. He was... He was, he's been, he's been indicted, but we don't know. But, but say right. if she uh, had been rowdy, that may have not have saved her life with her daughter in the backseat, you know? Exactly, it, exactly. It, it is true. And so, it is true. And there was Sandra Bland, and I'm going to say this, and I tell people this all the time because of where I, who I work for, and I'm going to tell you this, I don't, I don't care who they are, I don't care who she is, but when you don't shut the hell up, and you don't let anybody else get a word in as why You do have to be smart. You know, you got to be smart. You got to not, not say anything. You got to just let it roll and let the process go. But let the let the doggone people know you're not an ignorant person. Right. You're not that person that's going to sit back and just let them do anything to you. Right. You know, but what they're looking for is the ignorance. They're looking right. for the indignant, loud-talking, yeah. you know, escalating the situation yeah. black person yeah. that's sitting behind the wheel you're not finna do this, no. You know, they're looking for that. But if you calm and your demeanor is intelligent, you have a better chance. I'm not saying you got a chance. I'm just saying you have a better chance at getting some justice versus somebody that's going to escalate the situation. Okay, you ain't got no drugs? Record it. But let them know I ain't got no drugs. You want to search this mob? Go on, search it. But I'm not without a warrant. Not without a warrant. No, not without a warrant. That that violates my, my my rights, my civil rights. But okay, now we gotta end this conversation and go into the reason why we're here. So, Monique, I really want you to go lead us into this. I'm gonna lead you into it, but I want you to elaborate no, on no, it. I need you to do that. Okay, so the second topic is teach people our financial services. All right. So we propose that we need to create a financial financial service, uh, federal credit union, if you will, that supports the African-American community. So our ultimate goal is to obtain 10 million members to become fully vested and dedicated to building the fastest-growing financial institution in African-American history. Now, I'm loving what I see. I'm loving the fact that a man from Ghana sunk $9 million into a a bank. bank in Bronzeville, in Chicago, to revive it and keep it going. I'm loving that. That is the superior power in I'm black America. I'm loving that these these uh, activists and these actors and, and entertainers are going to Citizens Bank in Georgia, and they're, they're getting, you know, the people to go in and, and, and start their accounts. I'm loving that. That is the superior power in black but, America. But, but Being acted out. Exactly. Come on, baby. So, you know, I'm loving that. Mm-hmm. We also have our place. So we have a bank. And we, we have a bank. We have we're, an institution. What we're trying to do is start our institution, and our institution is is, is the same, maybe not a credit it's better. union. It's better. But I'm looking at the fact that we probably need to redirect into a, a, a federal savings versus a credit union because we want to reach everyone. And we can and talk about that. And not just the region, so we will talk about that. We can that. talk about that. There are some other things, but what, what I'm saying is this is going to be one of the fastest-growing financial institutions in African-American history through the process of 100% membership participation and cooperation. Members will become fully engaged in accelerated improvement and undertaking of the community status. See, we're not just going to sit there and tell you that where your money 
your money. Send us money. This money comes back to the community. We we uplifting the community. We, it separates gonna, us. We're not just going to sit there and tell you, oh, yeah, yeah, we're going to revive your community. We're going to do it. We you're going to do, do it. it. Because you're the one that's paying for it. And you're the one that's going to work okay. it. We must you're going to get paid to work it. We must open new black businesses and black communities all across this nation. That's right. And set the precedence of training and hiring black residents who live in these prospective communities. We must invite and appeal to currently established black professionals to operate their businesses out of these communities. And most important, we must encourage those that have left our communities to return to them and welcome them and welcome those that are looking for a safe and prosperous community in which to reside and to join our communities. Our goal is for black communities all across America to embrace self-sufficiency and to become self-supporting by embracing and productively utilizing the spending power that we already possess and enjoy. We intend to bring our economic emancipation into fruition. That's now, what this program and, is all about. Yes, it is. Now, we want people to understand it is a serious issue. We have two candidates that are that are being nominated for presidency. Neither one of those pre- neither one of those candidates will have an agenda for black America. And we but, have to develop that. And the main thing that I, I want to say, um, I once heard a very smart man say they don't run nothing. They really don't. Because we, we do. We run it. Our money is what keeps it. You know how many times I go to 7-Eleven a week for a cup of coffee? Stop going. So if I stop going and, and getting that, that, that seventh coffee for free, Go a different place. I'm go- if I start going to a different place that 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 is a black owned. That's right. Nice coffee shop. That's right. They have kolaches and everything. That, that we could actually make and produce. Yeah. Better. That we can do better. We can do better. You know, every morning people want coffee. I thought about that. I said, you know, and I, every time I go in Seven Eleven, I say, you know what? I keep giving these people my money. So how does that happen? By joining by having a financial base mm-hmm. that is going to support the entrepreneur the black entrepreneurial spirit. Yeah. You know, Bank of America, Chase, they don't know nothing about who we are, our cultural differences. No. So if all I go they know, to Chase, you know let me, let me ask know, this question. No, all they know is how to implement fees on us. And how to take <laughs> our money. But let me ask you this. If I go to Bank of America and I say I need to open up a head shop my neighborhood needs their job, and we have done the research. That's exactly the question. We have done the research. We know that it would be successful. And so a head shop in the black community is selling African-American hats, African hats. African, yeah, uh, it's artifacts. Africans carve, Africans carve figurines out of wood. Yes. We need to import and export those type of figurines. You know what's funny? It's that funny, is the headshot. You know what's funny? It's funny you should say that. When I was in Italy, when I landed in Italy, the moment that I got to the island that I was on, I was in Italy, European island. I saw real Africans. That's right. Sitting outside of these stores, selling watches, African artifacts. Pottery. Oh, we do all kinds right. of things. Pottery, ghee. Ghee is a butter that they use. Soaps for the African skin. Come on, now. All things like that. I saw them sitting out of these outside. That's a and hit they, shot. They were, they were quite comfortable. They weren't, weren't wanting to be in the gelato store, the ice cream store that they were sitting out, outside of. But they were making more money than the gelato store. However, they didn't get the loan from Chase. And they probably didn't get the loan from Bank of America. They probably got whatever money they had from their folks and everybody that pitched in and had helped them, you know, do that thing. So that's what we're talking about. Peace People is our financial service. So we're seeking sponsors to fund the process of finding suitable professionals who will conduct seminars and that will enroll members. Now, we don't just have our family members on this show to talk. That's right. Our family members. Our members. Our members and will actively be be a part part 
I'm of sorry. these community organizations. They they will be organizing committed committed members. They will be recruiting committed members. They will be helping us gather data on focused communities and implementing the plan. You know, she might sound young, but our granddaughter is very bright and will be a part of getting this information regarding she is an heir. The financial institution formed to permit groups of persons to save, borrow, and obtain financial services and participate in this management. So just like everyone else, we're not just talking to the people outside. We're talking to the people inside. We want to make sure that it doesn't stop here. So this is not a whim. Mm -mm. This is a legacy. It's, It's not a whim. It's not a whim, it's a legacy. What how how do we get there, Nick? How do we get there? What what are we trying to achieve? Reach one, teach one. But we, we trying to there, achieve having ten million by, members. Yes, but we get there by reaching on the inside and on the outside, getting ten million members, but letting them know that once this takes off, God forbid we're not in the picture. It continues through our legacy. Is that right, Ray? Are you there? She may be gone. We might have lost. Okay, so understand this. For, to all my listeners, SPIBA is a financial uh, organization that is going to put together 10 million members to promote uh, wealth and health in the black community all across America. We can't expect other people to uh, promote our agenda. We can't expect that. We would be foolish to think that, uh, a, a European nation is going to go into Africa and then say, we want to uplift the African nation. That would be foolish to think that. It is up to the African nation to uplift themselves. And so that is what I'm proposing here. We take our finances, and by the way, we ain't, we ain't poor. We spend $1.1 trillion a year. This is uh, expected to increase to $1.3 trillion. By 2017, that's two years. That's one year from now. So before before we go, um, Ken, are you there? Ken, Kenneth. Yes. Hey. No. Yeah. I I I was just I was just watching TV before we came on the air. And uh, yeah, I watched. Happening. You there? Yeah, I'm here. We we were just watching television before we came on the air, and I gotta say this real quick. But there was another uh, situation where an officer brutally body slammed a black woman. That happened in 2015. I said 2015. Wow. But they, it's just now coming out, and the grand jury is just now getting it, man. How does that relate to what we're talking about? Uh, but listen, listen, we've got to educate. Our people, we we got to we got to educate them, man. We got to get this message out because we got to keep on we got keep on beating this drum. We got to keep on beating it, beating it, beating it. I, 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 I want to say something to you, Daryl. You know, yes, sir. People are listening to your show. You just don't know about it because Atlanta, uh, uh, they got this big drive going that they take their money out of white banks and put it into black banks. And, and they try to get across the nation. So they're hearing our messages. They're hearing our message and everything. So I said, wow. And, and I'm not talking about uh, just one bank, Ken. You know, SPIBA is one bank. We need a chain. We need a chain of banks. And so if they're getting together and and uh and organizing and all that stuff, we need to be a part of that. You know. That that's, yeah, that's the deal. It's gonna take it's not it's not over I keep on telling everybody it's not an overnight thing. It's gotta be a plan in place. Like your granddaughter said, just can't react. You gotta have a plan and it gotta be implemented. You know, instead of reactionary. You gotta be proactive. And you gotta have a plan to implement, you know. And just going out all wild and just reacting, it, it, it won't last long. So it gotta be a precise plan, you know. And um, and it's not gonna be overnight. It's not gonna be. It's gonna well, be a lot of resistance. Uh, it's gonna be a know, lot of resistance. Can, we have a plan. Black folks. Yeah, 
I mean, yeah, everybody's I invited. Everybody. We have a plan. You know, that's, that's, it's only one plan, but we need many plans. But this is one plan. And the main plan is to get us a financial base. Uh, you'll find all of the scholars, man, black scholars, talking about the same thing. We can't do nothing if we don't have the capital in place that we can right. that yeah. we can buy that prosecutor who is going to promote uh, yeah, equality. That's what I was getting at. I was trying to say what you said earlier about the person that needed that representation. We need representation. That is correct. And so what I was getting at with Spiebel was when we were talking about banks, we need representation. And, and we need lawyers on the ground, and in order to do that, we need SPIBA and we need all these other banks. And that's what I was getting at. I was getting at well, the fact. About the incident no, no, no. But check. right, but that's what I was saying. We need representation. If there had been someone that actually saw that, that would not have been under the covers for, from 2015. You're talking about a dream team. You're talking yes. about a prosecutor, a prosecuting team of attorneys that will bring justice to the inequalities and the injustice that we are facing as Americans. i got to tell you something, man. I am very passionate about the fact that we have lost blood, sweat, and tears to be to be a part of this country. Okay, so just like you we did with Spiebel, and I believe that you know we're not going to happen, right? You know we're, but you know we're what? not no, going to no. yeah, well, this country. We've got to get our own stuff. we got to have our own stuff. Ken, you and Ia believed in the fact that we had the Superior Power in Black America book. You believed in our message. Now, to me, yeah. the fact that he got out there and he started spreading that message, putting it on the Internet, wrote the book, people were looking. And I believe that people saw it and they believed that they could find another way to implement it because now everybody's talking about it. I believe that if we get the word out that there needs to be dream teams out there, Attorneys that will represent these people, just like they have ambulance ta- chasers mm-hmm. for 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 uh, vehicle an- accidents and personal injury, we can start a phenomena of of legal teams going out there and prosecuting these uh, police officers. Yes, and and I, I believe we can do that. So if he got that message out, he can get this one out. You you got to have that foundation. You know, when these prosecutors come, these top-notch attorneys, and they say, "Well, we need uh, ten million dollars." Well, we got to drop it like it's hot. No, we got two minutes. So, guys, guess what? Let's get to the end of this. We don't have two minutes. Okay, let me just tell you now. You can go and get our book at www.lulu.com. You can you can check Daryl out on uh, Facebook at the Superior Power in Black America or Life with Landau, okay? Um, Darryl, I prefer you go to the website. But we want you to go to www.tspeba.com. Now, check this out. You can go to Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and Google Books, and you can get that book. You can also tweet with Daryl at Landau Smooth and visit his blog, once again, at Life with Landau at blogspot.com. But we need you to join. We need you to join www.t, as in the, Spiba, S-P-I-B-A. What's the target, Monique? How many people are we trying to reach? I want to reach 10 million. 10 million members. 10, 10 million, million members. members. That moves so we, mountains. We That's a game changer. We need to do this now. So let's let's yeah. reach our 10 million members. Mm-hmm. Let's get some representation out there. 10 we are million un- members. We, were, we are underrepresented in every aspect. Every area. And we can change that. Here's the problem. We need to change it ourselves. So we let's can't do it. ask uh, Joe Blow or Barack Obama. We pay homage or, uh, to Olo Dumare, the creator of the universe. Oh, Homage to the totality of the Orisha. Thanks, Homage to all the sacred Odu. All right. We pay homage to our ancestors. We call on all the positive forces of the universe to be supportive of us throughout this journey. All right. Good night, folks. We pay homage to Olo Dumare, the creator of the universe. Homage to the totality of the Orisha. Homage to all the sacred Odu. We pay homage to our ancestors. We call on all the positive forces of the universe to be supportive of us throughout this journey. Ashe. We are pleading to all the benefits.